welcome to the Marvelous post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S, and joining me on this lovely voyage into Marvelism. I'm Steve. You have such a gift with words. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Mischievous Dave, and today we're talking about episode two of season one of Ms. Marvel, titled Crushed. It's written by Bishka K. Ali and K. Gritman and directed by Mira Menon. Okay, so we're going to jump into some initial reactions for this show. Steve, mm-hmm. what did you think about episode two? Fun episode. Absolutely loved it. The opening was awesome, seeing her just <laughs> bouncing off the walls. and <laughs> That was great. I yeah. can't wait to find out who this woman is. Because, yeah, Uh, this could spoil a whole lot of things for Kamala if that happens to be somebody related to her. (laughs) Because then her crush is actually her cousin. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to get nothing but emo songs the next episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Dave, what did you think? I thought it was great, too. I really enjoyed it. I know we're not rating it, but if we did, I would give it five out of five Illuminantes. (laughs) you know what i love the sense of family i love the sense of community i like they pay attention to young love and the musical score is fantastic it's so fun yeah the dancing (laughs) she gets home and is yeah i was trying to figure out if that was supposed to be in her head or real yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just how she feels and we get to see it yeah i really like this episode myself like you said there is like the reality of, oh, suddenly confidence boosts how you're acting and then how you act with a crush and yeah, mm. your home life. And, I mean, some of it was a little over the top, but I love the background that you see stuff like comic bookish that you wouldn't normally see. And yes, the music has been pretty good. And I love the self-doubt moments too, which that sounds strange, but to show how it affects her and how she's still trying to channel like, the Avengers and the Black Widow pose and everything else. So it's like, oh, such a poser. But I'm loving how things are happening. I was a little upset at the end because I'm like, oh, come on. But we'll see how this plays out. And I am really hoping this is just season one and we're going to get more. So that being said, how about we jump in and talk about this one? All right, crushed. Kamala Khan discovers her new superpowers are super handy for staying out of trouble. Yeah, it's not Camellia Khan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's like puzzled. So, Kamala Khan is feeling great following the cosmic chaos of Avenger Khan and whatever her newfound powers might be. She's feeling on top of the world, looking down on creation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And sure, maybe her parents might be. There's a boomer reference for it, I guess. Kinda. Yes, All absolutely. Right. Okay, and sure, maybe her parents might be severely disappointed in her, but you know what? She's going to take this little W. Arriving at school, she breezes through the hallway like she's never done before and no longer feels invisible. But then smack, she completely walks into a tall, dreamy student. And I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it right, Dave. Come on. Dreamy. dreamy. Yeah, there you go. Dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> As about that ending that you guys mentioned just a few moments ago, I wonder if there's some type of guild. She outed herself basically by showing her powers, and it caught everyone's attention. Duh. I wonder if there's an ancient guild that tracks people that are, uh, I don't know, force sensitive. 
the ones you have a bracelet. Do you think that might be possible? Oh, absolutely. We've seen okay. it in other, other movies, so why not? Yeah, okay. And we still got another set of uh, powered people that we haven't seen in since S.H.I.E.L.D. that could pop up in this as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no time to gaze after him, the dreamy student that is, because Bruno is freaking out. He can't figure out what happened in any of the videos Kamala has been sending him and needs a full debrief of her powers. On her own time, Kamala's been trying to figure out exactly what she can do. It turns out she can't talk to ants, which means she's like, you can talk to ants. It doesn't mean they're listening. Yeah. Which means she doesn't have <laughs> ant-man powers. Even though she's charming and looks uh, way younger than she actually is, there's still no time to even dwell on that as everyone in the hallways is watching Zoe's latest live stream. Ugh. Zoe is so thankful that she was saved at AvengerCon from her impending doom and will tell anyone who will listen about it. That's it. You get celebrity for, for being a victim. <laughs> her, her whole explanation, too. I'm like, ugh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, when one of the other students asks her which superhero saved her, she pauses for a moment before declaring, Nightlight. <laughs> really? Kamala isn't thrilled with anything, but there's no time to figure out that because Zoe's decided to have a party to celebrate her being saved, and she's just invited the tall, dreamy new student, Kamran. Ho-ho! You know what? Kamala, Bruno, and Nike should go to the party after all. Shocker. <laughs> after lunch, Kamala and Bruno sneak away to the theater so they she can show him her new powers in real life. That's amazing. How's it feel, he asked, to which Kamala can only stare back at her life powers and amazing, like an idea come to life. <laughs> I think she's taken to it pretty well, personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Is normally see him have hard times. If you're a DC comic fan, it's, I first thing I thought it was like uh, Green Lantern. You know, you can just create something out of nothing. Well, mm. out of your power ring, or in this case, your, your hand. Or your nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was The weird. power nose. Oh, my gosh. Power snot. Anyway, however. Oh, oh that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> even ideas need a little work. Like any good budding superhero, Kamala's got to go through training. Cue the montage. We should have had some better music then. But yeah. she quickly learns she does not have super strength, nor can she successfully do push-ups. I'm right there with you. After running some tests on her, Bruno deduces that her newfound power isn't coming from the bangle itself, but from Kamala, and the bangle just somehow unlocked these powers, and the power she's got causes her to create, I don't know, let's call it hard light. Are you guys happy that she's part of a, a lineage? Or I want to know more. Mm -hmm. Right. So, And I don't know the whole basis of Miss Marvel. So I know it's changed a couple times, so I want to know more of where they're going with it. So I'm interested in that regard. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call it hard light. After lots and lots of trial and error, and a few injuries, Bruno's included, Kamala can successfully create the hard light and jump from level to level on it. Nice. I did like the, you have to let me go, as she's falling and doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't off the About, building. It was just yeah, yeah. seven feet down or something. <laughs> How many times have we seen that scene in other properties? Oh, yeah. Just let me go. I love that. It. it was a little throwback to basically everything ever that they've done with that. At least he didn't say, if you go, I go. Yeah. It was a little sad, though, because you did have that moment, at least I did, of, oh, man, Black Widow throwback. Right. Yeah. Ooh, okay. 
So maybe that was just thrown in to give us a little tearjerker moment too. But while she might have new powers, that doesn't excuse her from missing prayer at the mosque. And of course, Kamala and Nakia are late. As one woman pointed out, it's always you two. Yeah. The two rush and quickly get ready, but they are frustrated by the old facilities. The women's bathroom is falling apart, there's mold under the carpet, and they can barely hear Sheikh Abdullah at the front of the mosque. Nakia is visibly upset about it, and after a mention that nominations for the mosque board are now open, Kamala suggests, I love that, suggests, yeah, kind of like, you need to do this! Yeah. (laughs) Telling her bestie she should run. Change has to start from somewhere, and why not with you? Though things are still tense at home, Kamala once again apologizes to her mom for sneaking and then asks if she can go to Zoe's. Excuse me, that was, for a hardline parent, awful easy to be like, okay, that's fine. I'm just saying, I remember getting grounded and not even doing anything she did. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Ludiba is happy to let her go because this isn't going to be an Avengers Con 2 situation, and she has to come back home through the front door. Yeah, it, it's probably worse. It's a house party. Obviously, you don't know what happens at house parties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Con was way safer. Zoe's party is awesome, and everyone is there, including Cameron who did a little on the Lizard King, climbed on top of yes. Zoe's pool house, and does a flip dive into the pool among just screams and cheers. And I'm like, is that pool deep enough or is that kid going to die? Right. <laughs> he, he, he did little, he did over rotate just a little bit for you Olympic fans out there. Right. <laughs> Bruno called him out and he's like, really? I don't remember that. Climbing under the water, he walks over to Kamala, Bruno, Nakia, Paul, and Miguel, who can't stop hovering around Nakia, and introduces mm. himself. Kamala is so taken aback by this mysterious boy and does not have much to say. And I love the the dreamy look. And she's just like, ah, you have expected little birds to be floating around her head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead, like, you get all the stuff around Kamran. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're standing on my stuff. It's like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and suddenly the cops appear to break up the party. And... Hello, when you hear somebody yell, scatter, probably not the best thing in the world. No. But Cameron offers up his car so they can all get away safely. I love the one kid, I can't go to jail. Yes. are you? We haven't even (laughs) met you yet. En route to home, Kamala and Kamran talk back and forth in the front seat, and Bruno can't help but try to insert himself into the conversation every chance he gets. Jealous much? Much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. However, when the two start talking about Bollywood, Bruno is at a loss. Dropping everyone off at the Circle Cube, Bruno offers another setback when Kamran calls him Brian. Couch. (laughs) No. As for Kamala, though, Kamran gives her his number. You know what this calls for? A full-on dance number. Returning home, Kamala literally waltzes in Watusis through the living room using everything as a prop and eventually a drink pouch as a microphone. <laughs> Who hasn't done that? Yeah. By the time she's arrived upstairs in her bedroom, she's seeing hearts and stars, only made better when Kamran texts her asking if she wants to hang out and have a driving lesson next week. 
Kamala might feel like she's on cloud nine, but her new budding powers have other things to say. <laughs> After class, her nose starts glowing and she rushes out of the room and heads to the bathroom with Nakia quickly following behind. I was wondering if this was kind of a, a turning red moment. Yeah. <laughs> like when her emotions start, like all of a sudden she's going to start glowing and stuff. And yes. And seen that she had doodled those a picture of her and Kamran. I'm like, oh my gosh. Hope her mom doesn't see it. Yes. Kamala mm. complains to her best friend that she feels like things are changing so fast and laments to Nakia that she makes it look so easy. And whoa, Nakia disagrees. She's just come to the understanding that she doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. And more importantly, she's officially decided to run for the mosque board. Bruno's also dealing with changes as Mr. Wilson tells him that he got into the immersion program at Caltech. Most people would just be over the moon about that, but not so much. If he wants to, he can spend the next semester living in California and going to class and working in the labs on campus. The first person Bruno wants to talk about this is obviously Kamala. He goes rushing out of the school to find her, but she's got other things on her mind. Cameron is waiting for her so the two can go driving. Sorry, Bruno, but not right now. Sorry, the girl has heart eyes. You need to back mm -hmm. up. <laughs> I looked up a quick look at Kingo. Kingo was an Eternals right, character, yes. so it's not the same one, but I I wonder if that's the same actor that was that's in uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. It is. Yes, it is. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, these guys never stick a crossover. No. Nope. Vincent rolls and stardom. Wow. Okay, so Kamala and Kamran stop to grab a bite to eat, where they bond over the fact that their moms both have crushes on Bollywood star Kingo and Kingo Senior. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this is cut short when Kamala spots Amir and his fiancee Taisha outside. Even though they try to avoid him, it's no use, and Amir comes in to say hello, and Kamala introduces Kamran as her cousin. Amir is suspicious, but it quickly fades. At dinner, the family reminisces about Amir growing up and explains to Taisha that he went through a goth phase. This leads to a conversation about Yusef and Maniba agreeing uh, to move to America so their children could be anything they wanted to be. As for Yusef and Muniba, both grew up in Karachi, but Maniba's family only moved there after the partition. Talking about the partition is too much for Muniba, who excuses herself to head to the kitchen. That's when Yusef leans to tell Taisha a story that clearly Amir and Kamala have heard a few hundred times by now. Yep. So was yeah. he not really whispering? Because no. <laughs> she seemed to hear him really well. Or again, yes. I was thinking, maybe Muniba has powers and she can hear him <laughs> no matter what he's doing. World's worst stage whisper. Yeah, we can hear you in the back row. <laughs> yep. Muniba's mother, Sana, was separated from her family shortly before the train left the station in the city during the partition. Though her father tried to keep her, he couldn't in the crowd, but the story was has an happy ending, at least for Sana. According to her, she always said she'd follow a trail of stars right back to her father. Mm-hmm. And then That's the bracelet glowed. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, what's this mean? I love the story. I need some more background. <laughs> That's when Taisha asks about Sana's mother. But no one knows what happened to her that night. As Yusef finishes his story, things get weird for Kamala as suddenly the bangle starts acting up. She's blinded by the lights and sees a vision of a mysterious woman standing in front of her. That person doesn't strike me as friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, but I don't know. The next thing you know, Kamala's lying flat on her back after passing out with Maniba throwing water in her face. And, did you have enough to eat or did you eat too much? 
I swear to God, I'm like, is that a fifth of vodka? She's like pouring on her face. What's she doing? Typical mother response. What I do? Was it me? It was not me. I love the brother. It's the evil eye. Dude, yeah. living in the time of superheroes and you're thinking it's a curse? Yeah. And he starts sprinkling water on her, too. And he's, like, yeah. praying. and Yeah. He's great. Upstairs, Kamala calls her grandmother, Sana. And Sana immediately asks those grandmother questions, like, why don't you write to me? <laughs> and I love her huh? not holding the phone right. Oh, yeah. Well, I just yeah, see the up-close nose. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala's got an agenda, though, and needs to ask for the, about the bangle. Sana confirms that the bangle Kamala's now wearing used to be belong to her mother, but Aisha, but already said too much and hangs up. Wow, there's there's a secret there somewhere. Yes, there is. Later, when Kamala asks about mother about it, Moniba's disposition immediately changes. That woman brought shame upon our entire family. And when Kamala presses, Moniba tells her to let it go. Ow. This yeah. is you exactly don't say that they brought shame on your family without being able to explain it. You just right. cut it off. You just say, no, we're not talking about it. Let it go. Don't say that lady brought shame on our family. If you're because, not willing to tell it. Yeah, because what's going to happen? Oh, well, I need to find out what shame she brought and what she Yes. Said, so. Yeah. Not going to end there for sure. Nope. <laughs> because every kid is just like, okay, no problem. I'll never ask this question again. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was an eye roll there, people. Over at the Department of Damage Control, Agent Cleary walks in to talk to Zoe. His first question is, are you the Zoe Zimmer? Because the entire DODC office loves a video about low-calorie popcorn. I thought popcorn really is just low calorie. And yeah. Put a ton of butter on it at the theater. Mm -hmm. The not butter kind of thing. But anyway, this is just enough to butter her up. Ha ha ha. Pun is yeah. As Agent Cleary goes into asking about AvengerCon. How much fun she must have had and how the enhanced individual tried to kill her. Er, what? Hold on a second. The en enhanced individual didn't try to kill me. She saved me. And Agent Cleary asked if Zoe did it all for the like, which she denied. <laughs> if she could have planned that in advance, then it probably would have been a little bit more, is what I'm thinking. Right, yes. <laughs> Agent Deaver then enters the room, asking Zoe if she can describe what the enhanced individual looks like. Now, is it just me, or is this lady acting like super douchey? <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought it was good cop, bad cop, and the yes, bad cop just ended, but the good cop to start with was kind of a jerk to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just the way she was asking, she was asking leading questions to Zoe. The two damage control agents settle on sweeping the tri-state area and searching every temple, community center, and mosque. Now, when she was asking the questions, I was starting to think that Zoe may have had an idea of who that was. Because when he's like, could it be your sister? Or I'm sorry, Deaver asked if it could have been her sister. Or well, then she was asking about like what descent the person could have been. She was like looking down. But then when she says, what was it, South Asian? So he yeah. kind of looks up. But we were kind of talking about this off air. And Dave, you did point out that Zoe lives in an area with a large like Pakistani group of people. Community. So yeah. Maybe it wasn't so far-fetched because she grew up with them all. But right. still, it's like, I wasn't feeling too good about the way this uh, particular agent was acting. Especially when they said you have to be very careful 
and sensitive going into these areas because was it the FBI is watching them? And it's like, hmm. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and we get to go over to the mosque then, assuming it's the same day. And I am going to screw this up. And I apologize to my <laughs> for Eid Mubarak. The celebration is in full swing, but Bruno wonders if he's dressed too bright. But there is no time to talk about that, as Nakia has larger plans. The whole mosque is here, and there's nothing better to do than eat and gossip. So, Kamala and Bruno have to canvas the whole area of the mosque for her campaign. I love Kamala has got dibs on the Illuminati. <laughs> At first, when they said Illuminati's, and I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, they're that here. Hilarious. And it's like, dawned on me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay. I wrote I wrote them all down. They got the mosque bros, pious yeah. boys, Sunday school teachers, the InstaClick, uh converts, and let's see, the mini haram girls, and of course the Illuminantes. <laughs> That's so funny. It was so comic bookish the way they did it, and I loved it. But we don't have time for that because Nakia is going after her white whale. Who might that be? Yusuf Khan. It's very dramatic. After a very convincing speech reminding Yusuf about Naki and Kamala's bright future, I think we all believe his vote is swayed. And I loved <laughs> his face. His like, friend is, what are you doing? <laughs> I loved his face like, uh, crap. She's <laughs> using my words against me is basically yeah. what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we have Kamala, though, trying to get information from the Illuminantes. And it's not good. The aunties are eager to gab about her great-grandmother, but don't have nice things to say. It's things like, she was a snake, she put a curse on the family, <laughs> she had a secret affair, and Aunt Ruby says she heard that she killed a man once. It's like, ooh, okay. Meanwhile, a young boy has decided to scale the box tower in search of a perfect selfie. As I was watching this, I'm like, are you serious? Yes, absolutely. Stupid. He should be old enough to know. And then I thought about the stupid crap I did. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe not. But though he's snapping all the right angles, he quickly loses his footing and falls out the window, barely grabbing onto the curtain. And his screams echo across the celebration, and Kamala realizes that she has got to jump into action. This is her time to shine. When Aisha supposedly killed a man once? Right. I think that's going to be referenced again, I bet you, as part of the tale. I, I'm even wondering if, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't it has that, to. Yeah, I think so, too. And it may yep. not be what people think. Oh, kill right. man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they do say it's it during. Events. It could have been. <laughs> right. Well, they do say it's like during partition. So maybe she yeah. was trying to save herself, her children, or whatever. Right. I mean, we'll right. find out. Without hesitation, she races to go change into her homemade Captain Marvel costume and climbs up the mosque herself. Crowd quickly spots nightlight moving toward the boy, <laughs> and obviously everyone starts snapping pictures. How the heck did the name get out? Because Zoe that didn't fast, have that. Yeah. Well, like Zoe already had put out all her videos, so yeah, that's how it got out with Zoe calling her nightlight. Yeah, she's the influencer. Yep. <laughs> Via her hard light platforms, Kamala makes it closer to the boy. But gravity is too much, and he falls right into Kamala. Thankfully, she's mastered her powers just enough to create a big hard light platform for the two of them to stand on, and the crowd cheers from down below. You think, 
that was just too easy. Something's got to go wrong. <laughs> and sure enough, it does. That's when the bangle starts acting up again. And Kamala sees another vision with the mysterious woman from before. And though she tries her best, the hard light platform falls apart and the boy falls some feet to a parked car below. Hey. Ouch. <laughs> he may have broken an ankle, but he could have died, okay? Yes. Oh, absolutely. At this Kamala run, she finds herself in an alley thinking she's made it to safety. But that's when a suspicious drone shows up. And then two more drones show up. And then all of damage control. Needing to flee, Kamala uses her hard light platforms to jump over them and lands on the other side of their van when a car pulls up. Kamala's shot, Kamran is driving it and instructs her to get in. Beating off to safety, a woman in the back seat says she's excited to finally meet her. And to Kamala's surprise, it's the same woman she's been seeing in her visions. I'd like you to meet my mom, Cameron says. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the same woman. I thought she was seeing somebody from her past. It still could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't convinced that that was the same woman, too. They look similar. It's hard to yeah. tell when someone's all visiony. Right. Some, yeah, you know, and, yeah. in the visions, the, the woman had longer hair. The lady in the back seat had short hair. Well, she thought ah, she had it tell. up. Yeah. So it's hard could to tell. Be. Yeah. We will find out. So let's get into some Easter eggs, if we may. So, Kamala Khan is thrilled with the idea of having superpowers and spins out ideas of abilities she hopes to possess. Amusingly, she imagines she must possess size-changing powers akin to Ant-Man's. There's a degree of irony to this comment. In the comics, Ms. Marvel can alter her mass, both increasing in size, a.k.a. embiggening, and shrinking. <laughs> Ms. Marvel really does have Ant-Man powers in the comics, unlike the MCU. And the budget Captain Marvel joke, that was great. <laughs> Ms. Marvel Episode 2 includes an amusing gag that Kamala Khan has become a budget Captain Marvel. That actually was a line some critics used when Ms. Marvel was introduced, and suffice it to say that it hasn't aged well given the character's enduring popularity. <laughs> In narrative terms, it points to a subtle detail that the show will need to handle with care. Kamala Khan needs to find a way to step decisively out of the Captain Marvel shadow, becoming a superhero in her own right. Now here we go with the camera and subplot. I was a little sad for her. She immediately gave up her identity when she climbs in the car. Yes. I kind of figured he had to know who she was somehow. Right. Yep. I think so, too. So the camera subplot is adapted straight from Ms. Viral number 13 and 14, with major scenes from the comics adapted in a surprisingly accurate manner. Kamala has the same kind of response to Kamran, staring at him in infatuated adoration in the two Bond over Bollywood movies. More convincingly final scenes of Ms. Marvel episode 2 see Kamran pick Kamala up and drive off in his car, introducing her to his mother. It's very similar to Ms. Marvel number 14, where Kamala's crush picked her up in the car under the false pretenses and revealed he worked for a major villain. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, we don't have our villain yet, so... Yeah. There, Kamran introduced his new human group who became a ma major enemy for Ms. Marvel. Do we think it's going that way? That would suck. It would. <laughs> And now, well, let's do a little Ms. Marvel giant fist action. Ms. Marvel's episode two continues to pay homage to Kamala Khan's powers in the comics with Kamala's creating an energy construct in the shape of a trademark embiggened fist. Unfortunately, this doesn't seem to be basically useful to the MCU's Ms. Marvel because she lacks the super strength to lift the fist. Hopefully, Kamala's expanding power set will mean she just finds a way to boost her strength and use her fists. I got to get the same iPad that Bruno has, by the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell of a pad? 
Yeah, Bruno scans determined that Ms. Marvel's powers do not come from the bracelet. Rather, they originate from inside her, with the bracelet essentially activating something latent within her. There's a clear parallel here to the comics where Kamala Khan was born with a latent inhuman gene that was activated when she was exposed to the Terrigen myths. Hope you're all writing this down. X-Men yep. comics have toyed, yeah, X-Men comics have toyed with similar concepts of latent mutants whose X genes are activated, with the most notable examples being Magneto's daughter's Polaris. That's a clever name for your daughter. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> I, bet he has, I bet she had a uh, magnetic personality. <clears throat> oh, uh, wow, wow. So Kamala dreams of being an Asgardian. Grief. This Marvel seems to have never heard of Inhumans, of course, and her mind spins in a very different direction. Kamala's first thought was she perhaps is an Asgardian gene that she's been activating. She jokingly uh, suggests she could be related to Thor. <laughs> I like the look on Bruno's face, too. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this, this may seem fanciful. It's important to remember Asgardian refugees now live on Earth, and new Asgard and May Wills settled down with the humans, meaning the press in the MCU could well be discussing human Asgardian babies. Wow. No doubt some have pointed out that Asgardians have been interacting with humans for millennia. New Asgard is built on the site of historic importance to Asgardians on Earth. So there really probably be uh, Asgardian DNA as much as MCU's gene pool. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hard light is an amusing X-Men nod. Kamala Khan describes her energy contracts as hard light in Ms. Marvel's episode 2 a term that has rich comic book history. It is used in X-Men comics in reference to their danger room long before Star Trek ever deployed in reference to their hollow suites, and this takes the form of immersive holographic environments and computer-controlled opponents allowing X-Men to train. The X-Men's mutant pop singer, Dazzler, is also known for manipulating hard light. Kamala's energy is very different in appearance to either, however... That is really uh, a throwback because Dazzler has not been in much. Although I have seen people dressing as Dazzler at times. Have you? Yeah. Wow. But we haven't seen Dazzler since it was. Uh, she was big in the seventies because she was like a right. disco singer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see someone dress up? I mean, a young lady as Black Canary, mm -hmm. the DC hero at a con. She's well, she wears <laughs> a small little suit and like fishnet stockings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I saw her decidedly. R-rated version of that once. I'm like, holy smoke, I can't look. Wait, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of R-rated versions of some of the some of the costumes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Ms. Marvel's yeah, body changes mirror Kamran's in the comics. Ms. Marvel's episode two sees Kamala realize how little control she has over her powers. It's unclear what exactly is happening. While it's possible Ms. Marvel's body simply shows hard light over her skin, for example, over her nose. The scenes may instead show her body actually beginning to transform into hard light form. Uh-oh. Visually, the effect is almost identical to Kamran's inhuman powers in the comics, although Kamala's color is purple instead of green. The assimilators surely aren't coincidental, and perhaps the hint of the reason Marvel has chosen to redesign Kamala's powers, which apparently for story purposes. The genetic connection between Kamala and Kamran may be even closer in the MCU. We shall see about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which you kind of already questioned. Could they actually be related? Yep. So yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> at least she didn't. So we got our them. yeah. Uh, uncle, that'd just be great uncle. <laughs> oh my gosh! You kiss Leia. Come yeah. on. Yep. We <laughs> felt pretty good about it too. So we got a not to Kingo of the Eternals discussion of Bollywood turns to talk of Kingo, the Eternal has been enjoying a performing in Bollywood for generations. Kingo manages to do this without attracting attention by pretending he's part of a lineage of actors. Uses makeup to simulate age, then begins to phase in a new career as Kingo Jr. 
It's amusing to see Kingo's Bollywood career reference elsewhere in the MCU, and it makes for a great nod to one of Marvel's newest franchises. I'm not sure we're going to see it again. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll just throw them in here and there. Yeah, Ms. Marvel strikes a Black Widow pose. I thought she did a good job. Yep. What Believing she saved the day, Ms. Marvel strikes a superhero pose that's lifted straight from Black Widow and Iron Man 2, although, of course, Kamala can't quite pull it off. Close. Suffice to say, Natasha Romanoff's sister, Elena Belova, would not be impressed to learn how much Black Widow's poses have been absorbed in the MCU. Ironically, Ms. Marvel is so busy posing, she loses control of her hard-like constructs, meaning her moment of heroism ends in disaster. Ah, rookie mistake. Yep. Keep your eye on the ball. Ms. Marvel is pursued by Stark drones from Spider-Man Far From Home. Viewers may recognize the drones that pursue Ms. Marvel as she flees from damage control. They're a variant of the Stark drone seen in Spider-Man Far From Home. This is an interesting continuity not given damage control took possession of the drones after Spider-Man's secret identity was revealed to the world. Ms. Marvel Episode 2 may therefore hint that damage control doesn't just acquire advanced technology, they also repurpose it. Good. Nope. That's a, <laughs> that's a particularly ominous possibility given the massive stockpile of advanced technology they possess as seen in Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, yeah, because they had, like, guns, but they weren't guns. It looked like they were, like, energy weapons. Yep. So it's like, were they going to look to, like, shoot her? Or was it going to stun her? You know, what the heck was it? And I was kind of freaked out because there was a heck of a lot of people there. I'm like, they're going to kill off the character. One of them killing to her already. <laughs> Jesus. Just saying. It was kind of uh, over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Damage control is a little suspect at this point in time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you guys really Hydra? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast, and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. There are so many other podcasts, you know, like Mudhorn Clancast, since we kind of referenced it here. <laughs> check out our own one podcast there. And you can go over to www.fangirlzone.com, check out our contacts page with all the ways to get a hold of us, and we will always reply. And we really want to know your thoughts, especially those who hardcore are like avid readers of Miss Marvel. I want to know more. Tell us all the differences and all the similarities. For this episode of the Marvelous Post Flip Podcast, I'm Steve. See, that was actually a bit I was doing. I'm a huge fan of the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I'm Sean Fangirless, and I don't think I'm going to grab hold of any visiony hands that are coming towards me. Unless she socks you in the head with one. <laughs> <laughs> Knock your glasses off. And this is uh, Mr. Biz Dave. And uh, hey, you guys ever, have I shown you uh, my Mango Man dance? <laughs> no? No. Oh, no? Well, it goes best with slippery when wet. Oh. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind 
to Crystal Clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. 